Thanks for checking out and tuning in to At the Table with Paul and Brandon. Be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And we really hope you enjoy today's show. So, you know, I like to Google stuff. It's, it can be dangerous. Hopefully you're Googling the right thing. I, <laughs> I like to Google things. Do we need to check the history on that? To yeah, make sure? I mean, well, hey. it's, it's, it's funny because I, I, I Googled uh, intimacy. Okay. So obviously that that could be that could be that could be a little Pandora's box, right? Yeah. But I was I was using specific words. So I was trying That's to the kind of thing you pull your wife over and say, Hey, <laughs> let's Google this together. I want you to witness why I'm doing this. I need a witness. So yeah. I, I I was I, I was looking for like how many people feel a sense of intimacy. Like I was wanting to see if I can get a stat on that, right? Okay. And then you mean in their marriage? It was just in general. I was no, okay. I wasn't. I was. I was looking at intimate. Like, do they feel they have intimate relationships? Like, okay. do they do they feel close to anybody in in okay. just relationship? Right. Right. But but uh, everything went to that. It went to the marital or like that type of relationship. It wasn't friends or any spiritual. Right. And then I tried to go into spiritual intimacy. Mm-hmm. That even circled back into Christianity, back into a relationship. Like it didn't ever go into having intimacy with God, okay. which I thought was shocking. Yeah. Um, Because normally we use a different word, like intimacy. If you're in the church, we normally it's kind of like a spiritual thing. Could be. So I was shocked that it had no spiritual implications Mm -hmm. in our culture and in our in our spiritual lives, right? And so then, as I was digging into it and putting some some connections together, we've been doing the kind of same thing with justice. Mm -hmm. We're in a sermon series about justice, and we're looking at a word everybody knows. We're looking at a topic that everybody knows in our culture, but we're looking at, like, how would the Bible define that? And for us, we're realizing that the Bible moves from justice, kind of how God has set this standard, how God has this law, how he's going to... mitigate this law to his people to then moving to the new testament saying that really we're not going to do justice anymore when we justification which justification leads to different things we're taking the church on the path this sunday we're going to talk about how justification leads to restoration mm-hmm. and then next sunday is going to be that like that restoration is always in the good of the relationship right mm-hmm. so that's the whole idea that in our culture when we say justice we're not looking for relationship we're looking for revenge right and a lot of times in our culture when we're looking for intimacy i don't think we're looking at it in the from the right lens. Hmm. And as I begin to look through that and kind of take our staff through that, we realize that discipline and intimacy sounds like two different words. Sounds like they don't belong in the same sentence. Yes. No, yes. it doesn't. But as I've been looking at this with the staff and even having some conversations with my wife as she'd been visiting in Arizona and just talking about that and just thinking through those things, I'm realizing that intimacy requires discipline. That the problem is, is that we think that when we meet that spouse, we meet, well, the future spouse, when we meet the woman, meet the guy, we get married or right. we start dating, he proposes, right? We feel like, oh my gosh, I now am married and now this is supposed to be my intimate partner to have intimacy, that we're going to become one, change our names for the rest of our life. Mm-hmm. But when you think about it, it takes time to get to know somebody. Like you don't like intimacy is depth. Like it, it doesn't just come overnight. And so like it takes discipline to continue to work on those intimate things. Yeah. And then and anytime you look at disciplines, there's a right way to do the discipline. Like there's steps to practice. There's an order to it. And I just thought it was a good conversation because uh, I was talking to my wife last night and we've been together for 22 years and we were asking each other questions and having a great conversation and we both kept saying, man, I didn't know that about you. Oh, that's good to know. Mm. And it was like, wow, I just didn't know. Like, And you think to yourself, well, how would you not have known? But it took that time and that 
intimacy and that discipline of us just talking to get to that place where we can go to a deeper level. Hmm. And so I thought maybe that's why we don't have deep intimacy in our relationships and with our faith is because we think it's something that happens automatically and we hate the idea of discipline. So how do you see discipline uh, building intimacy or what role do you see? In, in other words, I guess I'm asking a question. If I'm in a relationship with my wife uh, or if you know somebody has a husband, other relationships are trying to be intimate in mm-hmm. emotionally, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, what disciplines get you to the place of intimacy? Right. Like what are the what are the steps to that? Because if because if we talk about spiritual disciplines for people, we we we're generally talking about you need to have time every day to read the scriptures. Right. You need to have every time every day to pray. Like there's there's these things right. that we know right. are part of that. Right. You want to be in the community of faith. Right. You want to be uh, worshiping with the community of faith. Like there's things that you want to do to keep the richness of your pursuit of God flowing in the direction towards him. Right. Or else it's just going to stagnate if you if you don't do those things. Yes. Like for the person who's just going to walk into church a couple times a month and walk out, they're never going to develop an in- intimacy with God. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So specifically, what are you thinking of when you say the idea of discipline leads to intimacy if you're thinking about in a relationship? I feel like what you said is exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. That we, we, try to, we try to put them in two different buckets. Like okay. we try to say... These are spiritual disciplines. I feel like those are just disciplines. Like the idea of saying, okay, I have to have a mindset. Like I have to, I have to guard my mind. Right. Or, and then you say, well, how do I do that? Well, one of the biblical ways is through prayer, right? And prayer has a discipline of how you're going to do. Like how do you get your mind right on God? How do you view God? How do you view yourself? How do you view your situations? How do you view your future? Like all that comes into prayer. But when you go through that and you model that, that that's the same way you you would do that with your with your relationship. That you know you have to have a mindset for that friendship. Like that does that friendship have a purpose? Mm-hmm. So if my purpose is that I want to have deep friendships, then like one of the things for prayer is that you need to be still and quiet yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And so what like are, are you still in your marriage? Are you still in your friendship? Like do you just listen to your friend? Like do you just take time to listen? Like like you know like with the staff or um. With your with like your son, mm-hmm. like your son Brock, he's here on staff, mm-hmm. and so sometimes we all joke around we, and we 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 we're around each other. But when we actually go out to lunch, or you know, we might have guys' night, like that's us saying, "I want to intentionally take some more time. I've been around you, yeah. but I want to go deeper." And it's just, I think it's the same thing that we look at that with our relationship with God. It's like the word, like the word of God. Like you you grow into see by knowing God's word, you get to know Him. Mm-hmm. That's going to what He said about Himself. Well, what is your relationship saying about themselves? What are your friends saying about themselves? Like, are are you do you are you interested in their story? Do you get to know where they're from? And the more you get to know somebody, the deeper in love you fall with them. That's that's what we see with God. Mm-hmm. The more I get to know Jesus, the more I love Him because the more I understand what He's done for me mm-hmm. and what He means for me. But it takes work to do that because, like you said, just because I know Jesus loves me because the Bible tells me so, just because I know for God so the world that He gave His only begotten Son, yeah, I know that. But like, if I let that sit there, that can become stagnant. It becomes stale. I have to keep fanning that flame, and so that's the that's the spiritual discipline of I got to keep fanning my my flame in my from my spiritual side. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing that we have to fan that flame in our in all relationships if we want deeper intimacy. So I think just reflecting on my relationship with my wife, we've been married 32 years. And so there's a definite deep intimacy in our relationship. And a lot of it has come through 
some of the difficult times we've been through where we were forced into conversations mm. almost yes to a refining conversations Correct. and defining conversation where you're re- refining that relationship and the understanding of each other, but also defining, okay, where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. And it's, I think those moments have been very difficult at times, but they've been very, very helpful in the long run. Our marriage is much stronger because we went through the refining fire of those, those times where we had to fight for each other. We had mm-hmm. to fight to, to, to stay together in a sense that not that we were getting divorced or whatever, but in a sense that it's, it's easy to get up, do your routine, go to, go to work, take the kids to school, come home, fix dinner, go to bed and never have a deep conversation. That's autopilot. It's autopilot. Like you're just, you're doing life together, but you're not really intimately seeking each other's Mm -hmm. minds and each other's hearts. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I think it's so easy for people to fall into those. And I think the discipline that you're talking about is, like when we're talking about our love for God, is the discipline is to stop all of that and to and to seek him, like to really truly say, I'm going to stop and I'm going to listen. I'm going to seek, I'm going to pursue. And I think the same thing has to happen in our relationships with our spouses. It's like if, if I don't stop and listen to my wife, I mean, there are times where I'm intentional, very intentional. Like I tell myself, like, I'm not going to pick up my phone, you know, um, for a while, my wife and I are just going to talk, mm-hmm. you know, or like last night, my wife was, we were keeping our granddaughter who was asleep in the den in her little tent. She mm-hmm. wanted to sleep in. <laughs> and so my wife and I had retreated to mm-hmm. the bedroom mm-hmm. and, and my wife's doing her Bible study. Mm-hmm. And we have some conversations about that. Like mm-hmm. it's a, it's a moment where we are intentional, you know, to make sure I, I could have said, nah, I don't really want to talk about that. I just want to read or I want to do the stuff I'm interested in, mm-hmm. but I really made time for that. And I think that's a, that's the discipline of drawing each other in because I've been in a place where I didn't do that and mm-hmm. it created distance. It, yes. it creates, yeah, you're still you're you're still in the same room together, but you're not really you're not really there together. The thing, yeah, the thing about it is that I think what people don't understand is that uh, proximity mm. does not breed intimacy. No, like that was the that was the biggest lesson I've had to learn, okay. and the probably the biggest thing that I've learned in the last couple of years that has changed my. That has leveled up my maturity. Mm-hmm. The pandemic did that. Right. COVID proved it. That proximity does right. not breed intimacy. Yep. You know, um, and that's what's so fascinating is that, like, yeah, you can be doing life. You can be coming home on, t- you, you know, a lot, of, a lot of us do that. Like, we go, we don't, we, like, we don't go to the bars. We don't hang out all the time. We go to work. We come home. Right. Like, you know, we're, the people, our wives, where we're at, a lot of our wives, a lot of our husbands work at home. Like, we just live very uh, routine lives, right? And so it's like you get into this rhythm, and like you're doing, you're doing life together, mm-hmm. but you're not really making a life. Like you're mm-hmm. just doing, you know, you're not being fruitful, right? Like, yeah. and, and so you're ju- you're just doing. And um, I was thinking about this when I was talking to Camilla. I was like, you know, when you get back to doing, is that we used to go go on walks. We used to go to to Lake Benson or Lake Johnson. We used to walk around. Them wife liked that, and we used to take the time to walk together. Yeah, and like that was just intentional time of saying, you know what, let's get out of our comfort zone. Mm. Let's go do that. Yep. Hey, let's go do an activity. Let's go bowl. Let's go. Let's go do something that we're together mm. instead of just letting it just like, you know, us all doing something individually. Right. And that is what I'm trying to say is that proximity makes you think that that's going to build intimacy, but it takes discipline which we can use another word, intentionality, mm-hmm. to make intimacy. Like, without intentionality, without consistency, 
you're just once you start digging, it's like digging in the sand. It's going to fill back in. And I think that's a problem. We, we never get to a place where it's just going to be deep and done. Like it's always because we're broken because we live in a culture that's going to come back in. So you got to just keep on working. That couple that's been married for 70 years, that man has been digging. Yeah. For 70 years. Yeah. That's why it's beautiful. And I think yeah. that we feel like we're going to get to some place and we can just stop. Yeah, I think discipline by, by definition is I'm intentionally choosing to do something that might be difficult <laughs> or, or, might, or, right. might, or might break a comfortable routine. That's good. And so you have to be willing to say that there's value in me doing this. You have to see that, that there's a result right mm. now that you're not experiencing right now, but there's a result that you're pursuing that discipline and the sacrifice of, of something – that might be difficult or sacrifice of time, yeah. sacrifice of money, sacrifice of whatever it is, predominantly it's going to be time or it's going to be some sense of pleasure. Like when we're disciplining ourselves for a diet, hmm. you know, that means we, we're not going to eat the thing that we crave or whatever. So we're going to eat what we know is to be healthy. Um, and in the same way, when we're trying to discipline ourselves in intimacy and relationship, we need to, um, our minds typically will crave pure just pointless entertainment to some extent. And if we, if we're being disciplined, we'll say, okay, well, is, is that value, is that more valuable than me developing a greater understanding of my spouse or a friend or, you know, a co whatever it might be, or time that I can spend with the Lord growing in my understanding of him. And am I willing to set aside whatever time it takes to make sure that the things that should be the most valuable to me are evidently the most valuable to me by how I'm spending my time. The thing is that you said also is that, I like one of the things that you touched on when you said we know how we can develop spiritual intimacy by being connect, like being in a connect group or being in groups together. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, that's why I think there's value in marriage conferences. That's what we're getting ready to have in March mm-hmm. is that you get together and you're with like-minded people yeah. and you're talking about the idea of marriage relationship and it's synergy in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think when you have a collection of friends, that sometimes you can be intentional to divert that conversation into something that might be more meaningful. Mm. Like some of my some of my most best conversations happened when I was with my group of friends mm. and we talked about our marriage. Mm. And we were able to see, okay, we're all kind of in the same place of life. We're all around the same age and we can all laugh about these things. And it makes you feel good because a lot of times you feel like you're all alone. <laughs> and the thing is, is yeah. that like in relationships, like whether it's at your job, you're like, you know, like one of my friends, he, he was going through a hard time in his job and that, that relationship was really bad. And we were able to encourage him because we had been through all that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it, you know, when I was going through a hard time, my mom being sick, had friends doing that. Mm-hmm. Or then we were just talking about just the everyday things of life and marriage through COVID. We're all going through that. It felt good to be together. So I think also like mm. there's 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 a need for community in intimacy also. Like no, no, nobody's an island. So I think also in all your relationships, when you come together, there's some synergy with that as well. Don't you agree? So that there's power. So the, the community, particularly in faith, the community of faith allows you to achieve a, a deeper level of intimacy you could on your with, own. with the one God yes. than you could on your own. Exactly. Because they're going to push you mm-hmm. and challenge you and give you insights, nuggets, as you like to say, right? <laughs> um, more so than you could ever just find on your Correct. own. Correct. Uh, and I think there is power to that. I think God has created us to be in community. And I think there's power in, in community because this it's a refining thing to be able to sit around the, 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 the fire pit mm-hmm. or to sit around a meal together. And to be able to, and somebody you can just tell might be going through some stuff. Yep, and they yep. start sharing and all of a sudden it's like it's like we're we're doing ministry to each other. Hundred percent. But but in that ministry to each other, not only are we building trust with each other, but we're also sharing insights about our own personal relationships with God. And then that 
encourages and challenges everybody else to, to pursue and the, the group same thing. becomes deeper. The group becomes deeper with yes, each other, hundred percent. But also individually, each become yes deep, more deep with with the father because then if I leave that group setting and I go off by myself, I'm gonna that's gonna be an anchor for me. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a touch point for mm-hmm. me to be able to go back and say, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I remember when Brandon said that or you know Camilla said that and. Lord, I want to pray that for me, or I, you mm. know, I want to be able to see that, mm. Lord. I'll show mm. me, and I think that that is so powerful because in isolation, you'll just never get to that deep level. Thanks again for checking out this week's episode of At the Table with Paul and Brandon. Be sure that you like and subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode. We'll see you then.